From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, former spy chief Park Ji-won denies the allegation that he received orders to delete intelligence on the 2020 killing of a South Korean fisheries official by North Korea. The rival parties are still at odds over next year's budget plan, with just one day remaining before the deadline set by the parliamentary speaker. And President Yoon Suk-yeol pledges to revive the nuclear power industry as the nation's 27th nuclear reactor launches operations. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. Former National Intelligence Service Director Park Ji-won has appeared before prosecutors for questioning over an alleged cover-up in the 2020 fatal shooting of a South Korean fisheries official by North Korean soldiers. Appearing at the Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office at around 9.50 a.m. Wednesday, Park told reporters that he did not receive any orders from former President Moon Jae-in or former National Security Advisor So Hoon to delete intelligence on the death of fisheries official Lee Dae-jun. He also denied allegations that he gave orders to NIS employees to erase information on the incident. In July, the NIS filed a complaint with the Supreme Prosecutor's Office against Pak for deleting intelligence-related reports without authorization regarding E's 2020 death. Rival political parties have yet to narrow differences over next year's budget plan, with just one day remaining before the Thursday extended deadline set by the National Assembly Speaker. Unable to reach an agreement on key sticking points, such as slashing the corporate tax rate, the main opposition Democratic Party issued an ultimatum on Wednesday, threatening to submit its own budget bill if the ruling People Power Party does not present a compromise. The move would mark the first time in the nation's constitutional history a party has handled the budget in such a way. The PPP, for its part, blasted the DP for taking the budget hostage to distract from the investigations surrounding its party chair, E.J. Myung. Main opposition Democratic Party lawmaker Yoon Gun-yong has criticized the government's plan to revamp the nation's health insurance system by essentially scrapping the Moon Jae-in care policy that expanded state health insurance and coverage. Appearing on a KBS radio program on Wednesday, Yoon, who is a close aide of former President Moon, called the government's move absent-minded and extremely worrisome. He said that what the Yoon Sung-yeol government is doing will burden the people with astronomical medical fees. Describing the nation's health insurance system as relatively good compared to other countries, the legislator said the government is aiming to destroy it in an unprecedented move for conservative governments and denounced the UN administration as very dangerous. President Yoon Sung-yeol has vowed to revive the nuclear power industry and turn it into a key export sector. Yoon's remarks were read by Energy Minister Lee Chang-yong on Wednesday at a ceremony celebrating the launch of full-scale operations at the Shin Hanul Unit 1 nuclear reactor in Uljin, North Gyeongsang Province, on Wednesday. The president declared 2022 as the first year of revival of the nation's nuclear power industry and vowed to double the government's support next year for industry-related jobs, research and development, and financing from this year's level of around 1 trillion won. The changing attitude toward nuclear energy is a reversal from the previous administration's phase-out policy, one that Yoon pledged to scrap during his campaign. The Shin Hanul Unit 1 reactor, the 27th nuclear reactor in the country, finally commenced operations after 12 years on Wednesday, 
some five years after its initially scheduled start date. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. North Korea has ranked its military parade held in April to mark the 90th founding anniversary of the Korean People's Revolutionary Army as its greatest achievement and national event this year. Wednesday's front page of the official newspaper of the North's ruling party, the Rodong Shinmun, touted the April event as the North's best military parade yet, claiming that it had clearly demonstrated the modern and advanced aspects of its revolutionary forces as well as the North's strength in military technologies. In particular, the paper said that with the parade, the North had displayed to the world its national strength and status, which it claimed had surged to world-class levels. The report noted that the parade revealed the North's newest weapons, including the Hwasung-17 intercontinental ballistic missile and a submarine-launched ballistic missile. Unification Minister Kwon Yong-sae said Wednesday that improving human rights in North Korea is a most urgent historical task. In his opening remarks at the 2022 International Dialogue on North Korean Human Rights, hosted by the Unification Ministry, Kwon said that North Korean residents do not enjoy even basic human rights, and through shared history, language, and culture, South Korea has a duty to support improved rights in the North. He said that in the case of prisoners of war, abductees, separated families, and defectors, the issue of human rights directly concerns the survival of the individuals as well as their families. The government plans to release a detailed explanation of the criteria for adjusting its indoor mask mandate by Friday of next week. Health Minister Cho Gyu-hong revealed the intention on Wednesday while chairing a meeting of the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters, saying that the government will make preparations for improved everyday life amid the COVID-19 pandemic. The government initially considered lifting the mandate no earlier than March, but appeared to have changed the stance following moves by some regional governments to lift the restrictions through administrative orders. Earlier this month, the nation's chief advisor on infectious diseases, Jung Gi-suk, said the mandate could be lifted as early as next month. Meanwhile, new COVID-19 cases registered in the 80,000 range for a second day on Wednesday amid the winter resurgence of the virus. A cold snap has gripped the nation Wednesday, with morning lows dipping to around minus 10 degrees Celsius in the central region. The mercury in Seoul fell to minus 10.2 degrees at around 6 a.m., with the wind chill slipping to minus 16 degrees. Cold wave advisories have been issued for most parts of the nation. The temperatures are expected to rise slightly on Thursday, but the cold snap is likely to continue into early next week. The police are investigating the death of a high school student on Monday who had survived the Itaewon crowd crush. According to the police on Tuesday, the teenager was found dead by officers at a lodging in Seoul's Mapo district at around 11.40 p.m. the previous night. The deceased was confirmed to be a survivor of the October 29 Itaewon crowd crush. He had received treatments for injuries sustained during the tragedy while his friend died in the crowd surge. An official of the police force said that the teenager is likely to have taken his own life, adding that an autopsy will not be carried out in accordance with the family's wishes. The nation added more than 600,000 new jobs in November, but growth slowed for a sixth consecutive month. According to Statistics Korea on Wednesday, the number of employed people stood at 28,421,000 last month, 
marking an increase of 626,000 from a year earlier for the largest on-year gain for November since 1999, when 1.21 million jobs were added. Although last month was the 21st consecutive month of job growth since March of last year, the pace of on-year growth slowed for the sixth straight month after hitting 935,000 in May. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 26.85 points, or 1.13 percent, on Wednesday, closing the day at 2,399.25. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also rose, gaining 13.84 points, or 1.94 percent. Closing the day at 729.00. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 9.71 against the dollar, ending the day at 1,296.31. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.